And what I said, the reason I'm saying that is all of us have different situations we've had in our lives that we've been able to overcome. Platform to preach from. There are a lot of people out there hurting. And there are a lot of people out there hurting in the same way that you have hurt it in the past, have been hurt in the past. You know, the Bible is very clear. No temptation is overtaking you, but such as is common to man. In other words, other people are going through the very same things that you're going through. But glory to God, when you come through it, now you can minister to others. Amen? So I said all that to say this. There are people in this room, you're overcoming in Jesus' name. Just, just keep casting the cares off of you. I heard uh, Kenneth Copeland say this years ago, and it ministered to me because I've always wondered about this thing. He said, uh, uh, you know, I had a bunch of cares trying to come on me. I knew what the Bible said about casting my cares off of me onto the Lord. I cast my cares off of me onto the Lord, but it wasn't just about another 30 minutes, and here they came back again. And he said that it was like immediately he knew in his heart what he needed to do. Cast those cares off of him. And he said it was just like, it just was like on, almost on a repeat mode. Until finally, I think what ends up happening is the devil gets tired of getting cut up with the sword of the spirit. The point I'm trying to make is don't give up. Keep doing what the Bible says for you to do. Amen. Cast your cares. They try to come back. Nope, nope. I've already given that to God. I've already, get, I've already cast it off of me. I'm not going to get over into worrying and being fretful and being anxious. No, I'm going to operate in peace, in joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, can Sean and Courtney come up here? I just, I, I, I sense this. These two are getting married this Friday. Amen. And um, I believe the Lord is wanting me to stand right over here. So I, and Mark, you might want to come. Um, first of all, here's a card for you. That has nothing to do with this. It had to do with last week. You see the thumb last week over there. <laughs> anyway, that's not what I had you up here for. Um, I just believe that the two of you... You know, um, how many know that as the pastor, the one that's going to officiate this wedding, um, we've had pre-marriage counseling. And um, when we came together, um, I have to admit, after our first session, I knew that I knew that I needed to get out of here. And it blessed me. And I just encourage the two of you this upcoming Friday. I know how these things can become stressful. But you've got to remind yourself of this. I think, believe one of the, the reason the Lord was saying that wasn't just for everybody, but it was also for you. He's got this. Everything's going to come together. Everything's going to be good. It's going to be glorious. I know all he cares about is saying I do and, and saying goodbye to everybody and going and doing what the Bible says we're supposed to do, you know. <laughs> It's true. The marriage bed is undefiled. Amen. But anyway, the marriage bed is undefiled. But it's going to be a glorious time. It's going to be a beautiful time. And you want to know why? Because you're going to be there. And you're going to be the focal point of this. 
want anybody else but you two. The prince and the princess. I want you guys to remind yourself of that. You're not trying to impress anybody else. As far as you're concerned, it's just going to be an awesome time. It is going to be an awesome, awesome time with you. Once you say, I do, there will be nobody, no one, that will be able to say, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not going to be worth it. Because it is worth it once you say, I do. Amen? So I just want to speak that over you right now. Peace into your lives. Peace. Everything comes together in Jesus' name. No more worry. In fact, I believe that the things that you have already planned out, which we've talked about, some of the different things where finances and so forth are concerned, I believe it's going to happen quicker than you thought. I really believe that. It's going to happen quicker. Amen. And then Sean's going to become a daddy. And Courtney's going to become a mama. Amen. Why are you crying, big man? <laughs> well, stretch your hands out this way right now. Come here, my wife. Let's just pray over them. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we just believe in that right now, we surround them with our faith and our love. Now, I know this upcoming week, probably a lot of things need to get done. But, Father, we just believe for peace. In their lives right now, we surround them. Uh, uh, we surround their hearts with that peace from above. Your peace, Almighty God. Glory to God. We just believe right now that that day is going to be so much uh, uh, fun and excitement there, and it will all come together for your glory. Believe for special blessing upon this beautiful couple. We just believe that their marriage is blessed, blessed, blessed in Jesus' name. How many believe that's true? Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Hallelujah. I just like to make Sean cry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Now it's time for tithes and offerings. Glory to God. If you need an offering envelope for your giving, please slide a hand up. I believe that one's yours. Um, I want to share some things. Um, I believe I might have shared this many years ago, but I want to share it again because I think this is where some Christians are missing it, where our finances are concerned. You need to remind yourself that God's sowing system, God's sowing system will always outperform man's saving system. Did you hear what I just said? God's sowing system will always outperform man's saving system. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, if you want to go there, you can. 2 Corinthians 9, familiar scripture, verse 6. Is that right? Say it right. Get there. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. The Passion Translation of that verse says, Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Is this the word of God? Is this a godly principle? The Phillips translation says it this way. Poor sowing means a poor harvest, and generous sowing means a generous harvest. 
In other words, when you sow your seed, it will automatically be labeled sparing or abundant. You're the one that determines that. And so what I would say to you, and I say to my wife and myself and to my children, if you have lack in your life, you need to check up on what you've been sowing. Have you been sowing those sparingly seeds? Or have you been sowing those abundant seeds? I know a lot of times many people will look at what I'm saying and twist it and try to say that all you're trying to do, Pastor, is get my money. If that is your attitude, see, I'm not looking at anybody. If that is your attitude, don't give. How many pastors would say something like that? I'm trying to get you to a place of where you're living in the land of more than enough. That abundant place that God has for you. I know for a fact, because, and you've heard me share this before, I handle the books for the church, for the buzz, and for my family and me. I pay the bills. I know exactly how much is in there. I know how much is exactly how much is going out. And you know what ends up happening many times is you allow yourself to see in the natural what you have. And that then predetermines what you're going to sow. I'm going to, oh, I, I can't sow that much because I still got to take care of this over here. I got to take care of that over there. And what ends up happening is people sow sparingly. And as a result, they wonder why they never break out of the sparingly land. Am I sharing the Bible? The point I'm trying to get across is I believe I'm looking at a bunch of Christians who are going to catch this. And they're going to start to sh sow generous seeds. And as a result, you can expect to receive back generous harvest overflowing harvest. I'm convinced of it. I know God is faithful. We are going to be sowing more seed. And, I, and, and don't get me wrong now, when I'm fixing to say, what we have coming in right now, and I, and I can be, I'm, saying, I'm just telling you the truth, I don't know how we've been able to pay our bills. But glory to God, we've been paying our bills. I don't, God just stretches things. We'll get an offering in from over here. We'll get an offering in from over there. We'll get, so all of a sudden, someone comes up and hands me a bigger offering they've ever given before. And we're able to take care of things. The point I'm trying to make, and I want you to catch, is I don't want you to approach things with a mindset from a natural perspective. What we see cannot impact what we sow. Because if what we see is determining that factor, you can count on it. That seed you're going to sow is going to be marked sparingly. Are you guys understanding this? Are you with me? Do you understand how I'm trying to get this across? I want everybody in here living in the land of more than enough. I want every one of you living abundant lives. I want everybody in here living blessed, blessed, blessed lives. Blessed to be a blessing. Yes, ma'am.
Yeah. He loves hilarious generosity. How many believe that telling jokes is okay? Clean jokes. I was, I, as I was just thinking about it, all of a sudden I was, I was thinking, you know, who's, the, who's our creator? He created us, and he gave us the ability, or some people at least, to tell jokes. So I'm just wondering right now, boy, I'm off on it right now, that as Jesus and the disciples were sitting around the fireplace, as they were traveling from this place to that place, and all the disciples are over there kind of, well, they treated us bad over there. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, hey, hey, listen up. Jesus has ripped out a beautiful joke that everybody fell on the ground and began to laugh. Okay, look, I'm getting some crazy looks right now. The point I'm trying to make is when you are operating in joy, it strengthens you to go up against whatever it is you're going to face. And if you find yourself starting to get into the grumbles and, and the woes, woe is me, and you start to feel like you don't have what it takes to make it, glory to God, you need to open up your mouth and, and what do you need to do? I couldn't hear you. I can't hear you. Ha, ha, ha. He loves hilarious giving. He loves it when we know, hey, I'm going to get oh, glory to God. I'm taking God in his word. I'm going to give. <laughs> I know my God's going to come through for me. I know I'm going to see increase in my life. Because, see, we're going to sow, and we're going to sow generously and expect to reap back generously. Glory to God. <laughs> you believe it? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, hold your offerings up. <laughs> That's right. Here's a good opportunity to start practicing right now. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come into this holy place and present to you our tithes and our offerings. We worship you with them. We believe, Lord God, just as you said in your word, that we can prove you now in this, that you're going to open the windows of heaven, pour out so much blessing upon us that there's not enough room to receive it all. Glory to God, you want us blessed, blessed, blessed. Blessed beyond measure. Great increase is coming to this body of believers in Jesus' name. Because we're not going to sow sparingly. We're going to sow bountifully. And we thank you for bountiful harvest coming back to us. So we can be a bigger blessing to whoever and to whatever you would lead us to sow into. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. So be it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. It's already 12 noon. Hallelujah. Okay, kids, you are dismissed. Go have fun. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many know that God is good? Yes, He is. I have... Um, really come to know of his goodness and mercy. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. You can count on it. His mercy will be there. 
I said, his mercy will be there. His mercy endures forever. Friends, there's nothing you will ever do that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse you from. Did you hear what I just said? There's not, not, no sin you can ever commit that the blood of Jesus would look at and say, oops, that's too big for me to handle. There's nothing, nothing we will ever do that's greater than the blood. I say from my mouth all the time, I have faith in the blood of Jesus. I believe in the blood of Jesus. I believe in its cleansing power. I believe in its keeping power. I believe in its redeeming flow into my life. Hallelujah. I believe the blood of Jesus still speaks to this day. It speaks of my salvation. It speaks of my deliverance. It speaks of my healing. It speaks of my victory. Glory to God. It's up there saying, Daniel's free. Daniel's blessed. Daniel's holy and healthy. It's just continuously saying that. Now, you could replace my name. You could say if you want to. I'd go right ahead. But put your name in there. The blood still speaks. And listen, it will speak forever. We are part of an eternal blood covenant. And, oh, hallelujah. We are part of an eternal blood covenant. Everything in that covenant belongs to you and me because of what Jesus has done, his redemptive work. I, I guarantee you, probably the majority of you in here have no clue what that means. When a person goes into a blood covenant with somebody else, all that that person is, and all that that person has, all of that person's strength, all of that person's ability now belongs to that person. And everything that that person has and everything that that person, all of their abilities and strength and so on, is now the other person's. We're in blood covenant with Almighty God. Stop and think about it. See, all that I have and all that I am is his. Does that really seem fair? Because see, all that he is and all that he has and all of his strength and all of his ability and all of his might now belongs to me. And it's guaranteed by the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm making myself happy right now. This had nothing to do with my notes, but it sure is some good stuff. Hallelujah. I'm in blood covenant with Almighty God. Are you listening? But so are you. You know how you entered into that blood covenant? Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Boosh! Not only do you get born again, no longer do you become a child of God, you're now in blood covenant with Almighty God. I remember, um, what were the names of those two in Africa that caught them up at Bagur, uh, came to know about the blood covenant and when they went over there, uh, yeah, standing in Livingstone. They went over there to Africa, and a lot of the African tribes had an understanding of what a blood covenant meant. And what ended up happening is, is that a lot of those, uh, the smaller tribes would get into blood covenant with the bigger, stronger tribes because they had other people, other tribes fixing to attack them. 
But what would happen is if the smaller tribe was being attacked by somebody else, this other tribe they now had a blood covenant with showed up. And this, these people over here, they were the strongest ones. And they came to the aid of the ones that might have been the weakest of all. But now with the, now we got my, all this whole tribe coming to help. Come on, you want some of this? You want, you t- what do you say about my mama? And you just, I mean, it's just, it's, you're able to handle anything that you'll face. Because it's not just you facing it. You got Almighty God backing you up. And you got a blood covenant that's going to guarantee it all the days of your life here on this earth and throughout all eternity. Oh, <laughs> this is getting me happy. This is some good stuff, hallelujah. Straight from the Holy Ghost. I'm in blood covenant with Almighty God. Do you think we should get over and talking about the blood covenant sometime? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. If you really stop and you, as I mentioned earlier, if you stop and you think about it, it's not fair. It really isn't. From all that I am to all that he is and all that he has, you know, it doesn't seem right, but it is. It's the way he established it. It's the way that it, it's written. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We got the Spirit of God in us to reveal to us the truth of the Word of God. Because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth who leads us and guides us into all truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Friends, there's nothing you will ever face that he doesn't already have an answer for. Did you hear what I just said? There's nothing that you will ever face that will take God by surprise. Knock him off the throne. I can't believe this is the fourth time. This, did Jesus, did you know that was going to happen four times to John? Did you know that he was going to be faced with death four times? Four, to, four times! They, they already knew it. And they already made a way for John to overcome it and be able to be sitting here today. He got a hold of the fact that Jesus is the healer yesterday, today, and forever. And he refused to back off of it. And now, glory to God, here he is, still kicking, still going strong, still doing what God has called him to do. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not getting to my message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. 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 Um, I, yeah, that's right, Lord. When I said earlier about something breaking over this country and about the blood moon and about the blood of Jesus, it is not going to benefit every Christian. Now, that seems harsh, doesn't it? But you've got to understand this. It will benefit all 
who believe. That's the key right there. You got to believe it. You got to be expecting it. Because see, if you truly believe it, no matter what's happening around out here, no matter all the naysaying going on over here, even from other so-called Christians, no matter how much they're, they're grumbling and complaining, no matter how it looks like things are getting worse instead of better, I believe in you. I believe in your word. I believe in your name. I believe in the blood. I believe in your power. Glory to God. There's nothing I will encounter in this life that my God has not already made a way for me to overcome. Whoosh. That gives me a, it makes me a happy man. I said that makes me a happy man. Do not isolate yourself. See, that's what the devil likes to do. He likes to come along and say to you, Oh, you're the only one. You're the only one. You're the only one who's going through this. Nobody knows the troubles you face. Nobody knows. (laughs) But it's true. A lot of Christians get that way. They become all, you know, they, they isolate themselves. You know, that's one of the reasons you need to come to church. So you're not always isolated and having to face what the devil's throwing at you by yourself. You you got brothers and sisters around you helping you stay the course. What was that from? Stay the course. That was uh, the Patriot. Yeah, I like that. Mel Gibson. Stay the course. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. But listen, I'm saying that right now by, by the Spirit of God to you. Stay the course. You got this because he's got this. He would not allow you to face it if you could not overcome it. Did you hear what I just said? You know that sometimes people believe that the reason they're facing what they're facing is because they must have done something bad. Do you understand that many times what you're facing is because you're doing what's right? And the devil doesn't want you to overcome it. Because he knows if you overcome it, it's going to do something to you spiritually. It's going to strengthen your faith. Oh, my goodness gracious. Devil, I, I, I don't care what you throw at me. I, I, I'm going to keep living this life of faith. I'm going to keep fighting this fight of faith because I know if I do, I win. I win. So what's he going to do? Tries to come. You know, like in the area of finances. I'm up here and I'm sharing something, and maybe you've never been a giver before. You've never been a tither before. But something hits you, and, and, and the revelation dawns on you, and you see it in the Word of God, and you see, hey, Pastor Dan is not up there blowing smoke. Pastor Dan's preaching the Word. I see what the Bible says about this. And you get a hold of it and step out of faith, sow a seed. And then you get hit financial stuff that you cannot even begin to believe. It starts to hit you from the left. It starts to hit you from the right. All of a sudden, these bills come in. You had no idea they were coming in. And you're like going, God, I gave. I showed. And then what's happening, now get this, is the devil will come and try to get them to give up on you. This faith stuff does. 
Why not put your foot down and say, uh-uh, Mr. Devil. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by how I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe. I believe what God's word says. I'm going to keep standing on the word of God because I know if I keep standing, glory to God, my victory is assured. I got this, hallelujah, in Christ. Do you understand how I'm saying this? Oh, glory to God. And we need each other to rally around one another, to encourage one another, to be praying for one another. Hallelujah. The Lord, I was um, trying to see how I can say this. I, I listen to music, and Ronnie can attest to this. My music that I pray to is pretty different than what most people pray to. But it's, this stuff ministers to me greatly. And I was out, and I, I was in my garage, and um, I had some of this music on, and um, I was dealing with some stuff, and, and, and all of a sudden, as I'm listening to this music, and I, and I trust the Lord that I'll be able to put it to the music. Remember, the Lord gave me a spiritual song. Uh, I don't remember how long ago it was. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was, I'm just going to share it with you the way the Lord showed me. I had been knocked down. And I was down on my knees. And I was just at that place where in my, in my mind's eye, I didn't have one. I was the only one around. All of a sudden, that music hit a spot where it went up. And all of a sudden, I heard these words, you are not alone. I looked to my right. There was my son. He walked out with a bow and arrow. I looked to the left, and I don't know why it went like this. And there was Davy. He walked up with a big old axe. And I looked and I saw those two. And they came walking up. And they were spinning their swords in their hands. And I looked up. Every, my family members came walking up. Here comes my wife standing before. She's like shining silver. Look, I mean, look, she looked good. And she, got, she comes up. She's standing by me. And she's just smiling. And all of a sudden, I look around me. And then Jesus, I heard this, look up. And I looked up. All the hosts of heaven were right there. And I just remember standing up and I said, for Jesus, for the kingdom of God. And we went forward. And man, we kicked some devil butt, man. I'm sorry, am I allowed to say that in church? <laughs> See, God encouraged me through that. But we need to be here for one another to encourage each other. You see what I'm saying? I need to be there for you when you're going through stuff. I need to be praying for you. Amen. I just knew I needed to have those two up here. I could see the weight was on them. But you, I'm looking back there now. Look at them. There's a difference. There's a, it's like, whew. They got, Sean's a little bit different, but he spilled a coffee. That's why he spilled it on his back. <laughs> there's, there's peace. There's peace back there. Hallelujah. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Irene. That, that young lady right there just turned 58. How old are you, if you might be asking? 87 years old. She's still driving. She's still going strong. She's, I mean, I, I, I remember one time she was dealing with something, and I went into the doctor to see her, I mean, to the hospital to see her, and she's laying up on the bed, and 
And this nurse, this male nurse came in and said, I don't think I've ever seen a lady your age that strong. And I'm like, well, that's my Irene, man. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. How's the song go? Happy birthday to you. That's bad. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Irene. Happy birthday to you. Hallelujah. You're a living testimony. You will live long and strong. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And happy birthday, Ron. Ron's birthday is tomorrow. He's, you know what he always tells me, though? And to me, this is more important than his birthday. It's been this amount of time that I've been free from drugs and alcohol. Oh, that blesses me every time. Yeah, this is my freedom day. I'm like, going, what do you mean when you go free from drugs and alcohol? It's been how many years now? That blesses me. That blesses me. That blesses me. Oh, glory to God. That blesses me. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're here for one another. You know, one of the things that we have to remind ourselves of, of is this. You are part of something that nobody else is a part of. And understand how I'm saying this. I'm, I mean it from the perspective of you are part of something that no other, only those who believe in Jesus are part of this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are children of God. We are new creations in Christ. We are, we are a part of the kingdom of God. I love night movies. You've heard me say this before. You might have heard what I'm fixing to say before. Man, it bears witness. I see myself bowing before my king, Jesus Christ, and I'm in full armor. And I take the sword that he has put in my hand, and I bow before him, and I say, my sword is yours. What am I saying? I'm saying my life is yours. Whatever you want me to do for you, Jesus, I'm here for you. I'm coming to the realization the greatest thing I can ever do for Riley and for Jane and for Brooke and for Casey and for Emmy, the, only, the greatest thing I can do for them is demonstrate to them how to live a life sold out for Jesus, to live a life of faith. Because, see, if I can teach them how to live by faith, then it doesn't matter what they'll face, they'll come out victorious. And when it comes to finances and living a blessed life, if you learn to live by faith, glory to God. You'll see it come in. My children, and I'm going to brag a little bit. It's okay. My children are tithers. They've been taught to tithe, and they do so. It took Riley about, oh, five seconds after starting to walk with me and coming into the family, she started tithing. She's been doing it ever since. Why am I saying this? I'm saying it from the perspective of I am demonstrating to them how to live a life of faith. And that is what I'm up here to do for you. As part of this church. How to live a life of faith. Trusting in Almighty God with all your heart. Leaning not to your own understanding. 
doing it God's way, saying, God, here I am. Here's my sword. Use me to further the kingdom of God in the earth. Today, right now, I don't want to miss out on any opportunity in my future to minister his love and grace to someone, to minister his power to someone. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mark, will you get James? James, can you hear me? Come in here. He's out there for a reason. It's not that he doesn't like to be in here hearing the word. I've got him placed strategically. Sad that you have to do that, but come here. It is. That's where he is. He's placed strategically. Um, hallelujah. I just sense it so strong in my heart. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want you all to stretch your hands out. Thank you, Lord. I want you two to close your hand, close your eyes. Hallelujah. I want you to lift this hand, lift this hand up to God. Words have been spoken over the two of you recently. Some of the things that have been spoken of you, spoken over you, still have not come to pass. So in your mind, you're thinking, was this really something or was it just something that was said? The bottom line is this. What God is wanting me to let you know is the things that have been spoken over you by different ministers through the years, those words, those prophetic words were spoken into you, into your heart. Do not let them go. The seed of God's word, prophetic word included, is imperishable. It will never fade away. The bottom line to that is you cannot pluck it up with your unbelief. You've got to keep on saying, yes, God, you said this to me through this minister or through that minister, and the things you've spoken to me, they are coming to pass. They are coming to pass. Your life is going to be significant in reaching your generation for Jesus Christ. You two are just on the beginning stages of this journey. You've seen different things happen in your life. And you've wondered why they have happened. And the Lord is saying to you. That is just a part of your growing process. I want you to learn to look to me. I want you to learn to trust in me. I'm going to lead you through this life. I'm going to empower you to fulfill your destinies. I have good things in store for you. And do not for a moment settle for second best or just getting by. You're going to have to learn to press into me, saith the Lord. You're going to have to learn to keep your focus on me, saith the Lord. You're going to have to run with me, saith the Lord. Because what I've got for you is so much bigger than the two of you in and of yourself. But you are not in and of yourself. I am with you. I am in you. I will lead you. I will guide you. And when you come to know this, step out with confidence. For your steps are ordered of me. And as you continue to do so, you'll see these things start to grow more 
they'll, they'll grow brighter. And you'll start to see it become clearer. And then all of a sudden you'll look around you and you will find that you've arrived at that place God has spoken over you. That th those things he's shown you. But then all of a sudden God will speak more things to you, greater things to you, and this is the way it will be from now on. He gives younger people vision. Vision is coming to you. Vision, greater vision to fulfill destiny. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't doubt it. Do not doubt it. You must keep your focus on him. Look to him. Receive his strength. Supernatural strength to overcome. No matter what it is you're facing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm believing for fresh anointing right now upon their lives, Lord. I'm believing that that inner fire in them is going to burn brighter than ever before. Hallelujah. Sold out to you. That they will not take these words just coming from their dad, but they are words from you, Almighty God. Spoken to their hearts. May it take root inside of them. No one can take it out. No one can remove it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I just sense where you're concerned. Um, the... Her eyes were closed. I just sensed that um, you have a ministry to your generation. But I believe it's specified to you. I'm not saying that you won't minister to me down the road. But I believe there's a, 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 a ministry God has put in you to minister to these generations. You've been through a lot in your life. But here you are. This is what I was saying earlier. It's a platform for you to preach. There are a lot of you in here who are going through what you have gone through. And you love to read, don't you? This is what the Lord had just said that was speaking to me. You will write books over your life to minister to them. So I'm going to leave that at this year. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You need to let God build you. You need to stop allowing the, um, the, the things of the flesh to cause you to hesitate, to cause you to, to uh, pull back. You need to just say, okay, God, I know it's bigger than me. I'm going to trust you and walk it out with you. You're going to have to get bold about this. Pray for boldness. You two need to pray together for boldness. Boldness to be the man and woman of God you're supposed to be. Amen. Glory to God. I tell you what, I'm so blessed to have you in my life. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Glory to God, your best days are yet to come. Hallelujah. How many believe that the uh, worship, stay here, 
How many believe that the, the worship has gone up a little? I've said to them, and I know I've said it to them on many occasions, that we're nowhere near where we're going to be as far as the worship center is concerned. I believe we're going to go to a higher place than we've ever been before. And we're going to have many people in our worship center. Amen. But I don't want you to let go of what I said to you. I know it was by the Spirit. This church, this praise and worship team will put out albums just like Hillsong and Red Rock, those places. And God will give you spiritual songs to be sung just like those songs when it comes down to this, this, this praise and worship team. I want you to start say, believing it, speaking it out of your mouth. Our best days are coming. Many shall be impacted. Glory to God. My entire life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know that sometimes um, pastors become hesitant to do that kind of thing where their children are concerned because some people in the crowd, unfortunate as it may be, will say, well, why are they isolating his kids? You know what? If you've been here for any length of time, I don't care who it is, I will minister probably over you. I endeavor to be led by the Spirit of God. I sensed the Spirit of God on her. And I kept looking at her. If you know, she can attest to it. Because I could just sense something. But I wasn't getting anything. But I kept going. And then all of a sudden I looked back. And then I realized I was supposed to bring him in. And I believe that was by the Spirit. Amen. Can I just say one thing? And it kind of goes to what I was going to teach on today. Where we're going to go with what I'm going to be teaching on. Hallelujah. We've got to come to the realization that if we're truly going to be led by the Spirit of God, then we have to be willing to do whatever it is He asks us to do. And usually, not all the time, but usually I would say, I don't remember, I don't want to say many years. A lot of the time, you're going to find that what he's going to ask you to do is going to, your flesh is going to try out. Your flesh is not going to want to do it. You have to get to the place where I'm going to follow my heart and what the Spirit of God is speaking me to, speaking to my heart to do. I'm going to do what he's leading me to say, what he's leading me to do. If you live that way, expect to hear from I could have just pulled my notes out. I got a really good, I, I thought it was good. I was like, oh, man, I did that. This is good. It's only four and a half pages. I can probably get this done today. <laughs> I got absolutely none of it done. Yeah, and God, <laughs> that's good. Amen. You know, um, I, I said what I said to say this. That's the reason I'm going to this way. Because I say to God every time before I come to church, not my way, your, not my will, your will be done. I put my trust in you. I commit the service to you, declare my trust in you, and fully believe you're going to bring the service to pass exactly the way you want it to come to pass. I'm going to say what you want me to say. I'm going to do what you want me to do. How many know if that happens, the, the services are going to be blessed? That's not something that I have ever had happen in the church, people coming to this church, visitors. 
I don't believe I've ever heard some visitor come in here and say, man, I don't sense the spirit of God in this place. Now, every time, they say, man, I sense something different about this place. I, I, I sense love. I sense God. And I'm like going, well, then why don't you come here and get hooked up? But, <laughs> but anyway, you're here. I'm so thankful for you. How many truly believe our best days are coming? They're going to be challenging. I'm going to tell you that right now. But glory to God, we're going to come through it victorious. I, I, I love our age breakdown in this church. We got people from 87 years old all the way down to, I guess, Amy's, no, Amelia. How old is she? She's how old? How would you know? <laughs> He's her grandma. <laughs> I love to see you younger folks too in here. The younger generation. Amen. Glory to God. Let's do this. Let's do it for Jesus. Let's get serious. Let's, let's make coming to church a priority. Don't, don't come up with excuses why you can't come. Come up with excuses why you have to be there. Hello? And if anybody's watching via live stream, I'm not condemning anybody. Boy, something happens when you come together. The anointing that we bring as we come with one mind, one accord. God is glorious. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We believe in Jesus' name that what you want done did get done today. What you want said, got said today. Our lives are for you. We live for you, Almighty God. We are going to walk out the plan and purpose you have for us for this church. We again believe that this church is here in this place for such a time as this. It is a church of strategic importance in these last days. We'll continue to uh, uh, speak it, believe it, and thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. My prayer that is everybody in this room will know the bottom of their hearts how much they're loved by us their pastor as well as the folks around them that will rally around one another to pray for each other to be there for each other glory to God our best days are before us I worship you I praise you I give you the glory and honor for these things now in Jesus holy name and if you believe that say amen be blessed this week Remember, remind yourself, when you leave your house to go to work or to go to the store or whatever you're going to do, remind yourself you're on a God appointment. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you to people to minister His love to. Amen? Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Bless them now, Lord, as they go. Keep them safe. Bring them back safely on Wednesday evening for the Wednesday Bible study as we continue to talk about God's will to heal. Bring the ladies back on Thursday morning. And then, of course, bring everybody back next Wednesday. Hallelujah. I thank you for this now in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. Um, just a heads up, we're going to the Sunday prior to Thanksgiving. We're going to take communion at that time. So you can be praying about that. I love to take communion. I thought that would be a good time to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are dismissed.